Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. This is me, Pastor Brandon, and we are just reading through this together. It's me, you, a cup of coffee, the Bible, and a whole bunch of Jesus. Man, I am so excited about this. So if you've got your NLT Bible, we're going to be reading this together. I want you to get it out, and we're going to get into Luke, chapter 2. Now, to review from chapter 1, we talked about how Luke was, by trade, a doctor, but he is being paid. His benefactor is a guy named Theopolis from probably the city of Rome. And he has sent Luke into the Judean countryside back to where Jesus lived when he was on this earth. And the goal of it is to prove what Theopolis has heard. He's heard the stories from Luke and from Paul and, and Peter and all of these. And now he's like, hey, I want you to go prove it. Like, I, I'm not able to be there, but I want you to go prove all these things are true and come back and tell me. And so the Bible says, the first part, is that Luke acts as an investigative journalist. And because he is a doctor by trade, we're going to see him spend more time talking about some of the miracles and the different things and all this kind of stuff, because that's what he's already naturally interested in. But he just investigates all of it. He goes and he interviews people. And I'm curious when it comes to chapter two, who he interviewed for this. Like in my mind, I've got Luke sitting around with Mary and just talking through this and maybe a couple of um, Jesus brothers. I don't know if you know that, but, but Jesus actually had several brothers and sisters because after Jesus was born, Mary and Joseph had a family. And I, I wonder if maybe he sat around with some of them or maybe he saw a couple of the, you know, the shepherds that were still alive as he's going through the countryside. He's just collecting stories and all of this. And just talking through all of these different things. Because what we're going to read today is the most popular chapter in the New Testament. Other than John chapter 3, we have John 3.16, probably the most. Because if you've ever got a Christmas card, you've ever went to a Christmas play, you have saw some poor soul dressed up like a shepherd playing uh, Joseph and all this kind of stuff. That was me. Okay, I had to be Joseph. I had to be a shepherd once. Sometimes I, I was a shepherd and Joseph, at the same time, if any of y'all ever been to a small church Christmas play, that's just what we had to do. One day, one time I was a soldier, I was Joseph, and I was a shepherd, and then I was a disciple later. Hey, we do what we got to do, right? But in this scene, once upon a time, I was Joseph. And I wonder, though, back in the original time, if Luke is sitting down with Mary, and Mary is just kind of reminiscing about the most important day of her life. I mean, it's just amazing to think about. So let's read this. And once you get that mental picture of, of maybe Luke sitting with Mary and her just telling him, I don't know what to tell you other than what happened. And this is what she said that happened. In Luke chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible says, At this time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quinarius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, who he was engaged, and she was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. 
She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging for them available for them. Now, real quick, what happened in this moment is what would have happened is there wasn't any room for them. And so there's two different trains of thought on this. If they had have went to a, an area where the stables would have been, there's two, two op- options that may have been here. One is the stable areas where the animals would have been kept would have been in a cave off outside of the area. And so that's entirely possible. It's also entirely possible that during this time, especially in the city of Bethlehem, the lower level of the house is where the animals were allowed to stay. So there have been some archaeological finds that actually show that some of these houses, they had like two stories. The top story is where all the people would be. All the stuff would be. The bottom story would be where the hay would be, the animals, the horses, all this kind of stuff. And so some of the newer archaeological finds are saying, yes, Jesus may have been born in like a legit like cave out somewhere, or he may have been born technically in the house, but in the bottom level of the house, which still wouldn't have been good. It was still a place for the animals, and he was still put in a manger, not in a proper bed. But just kind of an interesting mental image as I wonder if Luke is hearing this from Mary. The Bible says in verse 8, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem the city of David. You will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And when the angel had returned to heaven, the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had, had said to them about the child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, It was just as the angel had told them. Now pause. Did you notice that it said that the angels were the armies of heaven? You know what I've always wondered is, why do you think the angels had got there? I always had this idea in my my mind that the angels had escorted Jesus from the throne of heaven to that manger for the birth of the Messiah. And then they were still there. And while they were still there, they celebrated the coming of their king before they went back to heaven. I don't know. That's just me using my imagination. Either way, they were there and they were celebrating the birth of the king. And I love that they celebrated it to the shepherds. And the reason why I love that is because shepherds during the time was considered to be an undesirable trait. I heard a guy one time, he was a career truck driver and he said, hey, you can't pick on me, but I can pick on me. And he said, I know a lot of people think less of truck drivers. They think that we just, you know, are an unsavory type and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, that's exactly what the shepherds were. They're the ones that other people look down on. But while all y'all were sleeping, we're doing the hard work. And that's kind of the mental image of what shepherds were like, is they were looked down on by most of society. 
even though they were taking care of all these other things. And it was the ones that nobody else thought about that the angels came to first and said, even you have reason to celebrate. Even though you've been forgotten by everybody else, you're the first ones to know about the coming king. I think that's amazing. All right, let's pick back up. The Bible says in verse 21, eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus. And the name was that was given to him by the angel even before he was conceived. Then it was time for their purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of the child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As the law says, if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. Now, for those of you who've been reading the book of Leviticus with us, that is the gift to be given for a male child for people who were poor. So that also lets us know that Mary and Joseph were not wealthy, but they were actually poor because they were not able to afford the more expensive gift. They had to do the cheaper gift. By the way, that also lets us know that most likely the, the wise men that came that offered him gold, frankincense, and myrrh had not arrived yet. Many historians think that Jesus might have been up to two years old before the wise men arrived. And this is one of the verses that they use because after he had received gold, frankincense, and myrrh, Joker would have had plenty of money <laughs> to, to take care of what needed to be done. But since they didn't have those means anymore, they had to offer the less expensive option. All right, let's keep going. Verse 25. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was a righteous and devout. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly awaiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him, and he had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit of the Lord led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law requires, Simeon was there. And he took the child in his arms, praising God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace. As you have promised, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations. He is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. And as a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Two things about this one. Number one, it blows my mind that over and over again, Mary and Joseph are shocked that people are calling Jesus the Messiah. They literally had angels come and tell them, Mary has Jesus as a virgin, and they are shocked. I don't understand that at all. But then at the end of that verse, it says, a sword will pierce your very soul. Many scholars think what that is saying is that it's letting her know Jesus is going to be martyred, and it is going to crush her. So it's he's prophesying that Jesus will not die in a unpainful death, if that makes sense. Verse 36, Anna a prophet was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanuel and the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when she had been married for only seven years, and she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth and Galilee. There the child grew healthy and strong. 
and was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. All right, let's finish it up. Verse 41, every year Jesus' parents returned to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first because they assumed he was among the other travelers. But when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. And when they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, they finally uh, discovered him in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. But why did you need to search? He asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what that meant. And then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. Jesus grew in wisdom and in statue and in favor with God and all the people. What an amazing beginning. It starts with the birth of Jesus and it ends with Jesus getting in trouble because he stayed in the temple. But the Bible said he grew in wisdom and in statue and in favor with God and all the people. And I just have this picture of Luke sitting at a table and Mary is just reminiscing about this opportunity that they had to, that they had. And you know what I really take away my big idea from this whole chapter is that God includes the least of these. You know, this started with Mary and Joseph, two poor young people. You know, Mary was probably 13, Joseph probably 16, 17, maybe. And they go to this unknown town. It was just an ancestral town. They have a baby in humble circumstances. The least of these, the shepherds are first told about the coming Messiah. Then an old man named Simeon, who's about to die, he's told and given a chance to prophesy. This lady named Anna was told and given an opportunity. And it's just amazing how God includes all of us as part of the story of what he is doing in this world. And I love how it ends with Jesus grew in wisdom and a statue and in favor with God and all the people. You imagine, ever since Genesis chapter 3, when sin separated God from man, God had been waiting to be back among his people. He tried it in Exodus chapter 18 and 19, but there was this separation where then the people had to stay separate and Moses had to go. And there's all this. And finally, Jesus is with his people. God, the invisible, the visible form of the invisible God is now with his people. Jesus, I've been waiting for this for who knows how long. And now he's here. And the story is just beginning. I hope you enjoyed this so much. If you did, I want you to like this video. I want you to share this video with everybody. And let's continue the conversation down in the comments below. What did you find the most interesting? Let me know what you searched. Let me know what you found. Maybe look at some of the different ideas and some of the historical documents about the census that happened and why the census had happened. There's a lot of really good stuff there as well. There is a podcast called the BEMA podcast, B-E-M-A, that is very, very good. And it goes into some deeper things as well. Also, the Bible Project is really, really good on some of this. I highly recommend that to you. But don't forget, the more you dig, the more you find. I hope you enjoy your search through God's Word.